0: Welcome back to the Gen Z Speaks podcast with me today, my usual co-hosts, the future of computer science and technology, Genish, thank you. How you doing?
1: Doing good, man. You're doing good today.
0: And last but not least, the soon to be business mogul, Matt Gutierrez. How you doing?
2: Doing great, brother. Doing great. Just grinding away as usual, right? How that's, about
0: you? That's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, same, same, almost ready to graduate. Me and Genish are graduating in three weeks which
1: is uh, intimidating for me, at least. I don't know if you, if you feel excited, Jenish,
0: but I'm I'm a little scared. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it does feel like a new chapter in life, but, you know, I'm excited. I'm s- excited to see what happens in the future.
0: I mean, school's all we've known all our lives, and for the first time, we're not going to be in school. So it's a pretty big life adjustment. I don't know. At least for me. It I agree.
1: Be. I agree. But in a way, I feel like, you know, me and you were both kind of worked, you know, done jobs and stuff. So we'll be more used to, you know, adapting to the work life and, you know, whatever we want to do in the future, whatever projects we want to do. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, how was your guys' weekend so far?
2: Cool. I just
1: chill, dude. It's been, you know, doing work, chilling.
2: Yeah. Yo, bro. Okay. Let's talk about fucking Dr. Phil.
0: Okay. So uh, on, on Friday, uh friday night I, I work at the usc center for political future and they were um they were hosting this climate event um you know it was like uh it, it was to discuss climate change and they hosted a bunch of experts and some ceos from some companies and my coworker he asked me if he wanted me to if he he was going to dinner at this guy's place his name is frank luntz he's a very prominent Um, he's a very prominent, uh, American pollster and consultant. And, um, he basically, um, I don't know if you guys know, have you, have you guys seen vice the movie vice about Dick Cheney? So he was, they talked about him in the movie because he was really influential during the Bush administration because he, he's a communications guy. And his job was to sell things like the Iraq war to the people and to use messaging That made it seem friendlier or like more appealing. He wrote a whole document which discussed words to use regarding the Iraq war, a whole dictionary of words to use for politicians to sell the war. He's the guy responsible for changing the term global warming to climate change to make it sound less scary. So he literally is responsible Like the reason why we call global warming climate change is because this guy in the early late 1990s and early 2000s started, he worked for a lot of Republican candidates. And so um, he started to use terminology that was less scary. And he's just a communications guy that's worked for a lot of politicians, primarily Republicans. And um, in recent years, he's kind of been on bad terms with the Republican Party because he's very anti-Trump. But nonetheless, He's made a lot of money from consulting, political consulting, and communication consulting for these candidates all around the world. And um, apparently, so this my friend, my coworker said, "Do you want to go to his house for dinner?" And I said, uh, initially, I said I can't go because I I actually had to do something, but it got canceled. And so I ended up going. And right as I walk in, there's like these television cameras in the house, and I was assuming there's it's it's gonna be dinner, right? And I thought it was just gonna be like a 30, 30 people dinner, 20 people dinner party. And then there's television cameras. And right. As I walk in, there's like baseball cards everywhere. There's like historical stuff all around. And um, as I talk to people around there, it turns out that he invited the Trojan Democrats, the USC, the, the Democratic Club, and then the Republican Club. And what to, to debate ideas, to debate uh, each other. And I'm not part of both. I'm an independent, right? So, like, I was just there. And uh, he, like, he put the Democrats on one side, the Republicans on the other side. And he started, like, talking about, he teaches a class at USC in the summer. It's taught in Washington, DC. And he started pitching students a class. But as he was talking, he's like, I have a special guest today. And uh, Dr. Phil Walkson, Dr. Phil. I mean, I'm sure most people know who Dr. Phil is. He's like this psychologist right on TV that that gives. What is it? Would you say it's free therapy or what is it? What does he do? He just like counsels advice. people. He yeah. gives yeah. people advice. Familiar on. Familiar advice. Yeah. He's kind very of... popular. Right. Um, funny enough, Matt, we've actually been on the Dr. Phil show Yeah. <laughs> uh, three, four years ago in high school in our AP psychology class. Uh, we went uh, for a live taping of the Dr. Phil show. But uh, so, but yeah, Megyn Kelly, too. Yeah. Megan Kelly was on it, the TV anchor. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a rant. But OK, so what happened? Dr. Phil shows up. Everybody's surprised. They're shocked. They're <laughs> like, what's going on? And it turns out it's actually a taping show for Dr. Phil. So the whole episode is going to be on Dr. Phil. It was I learned a lot of stuff about about the, how the media works in that little moment, because all they're trying to sell, man is like division and, and they're trying to like uh, sell drama. So apparently the 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 democrats here and the republicans the the two clubs don't get along. I mean, that's not surprising. And they have like very like personal attacks, a long history of personal attacks. So one of the kids from the Trojan Republicans called one of the girls who was part of the Democratic Club uh, a murderous whore. And, and I apologize for this language, but that's what he called her. Not during the taping event, but before, because apparently one of them got an abortion and he labeled that thing, which is obviously a disgusting term to use. And then apparently, dude, one of the kids uh, for the who who's part of the Republican Club said that he almost got canceled by his fellow coworkers at USC. They filed a petition against him because he used some language that was offensive and he almost got fired from his job by his coworkers by filing an online petition. So the premise of the taping was that Frank Luntz, this pollster and Dr. Phil were trying to say that there's a lot of polarization on college campuses, which there is. And that, you know, we should listen first and and really try to understand the other side and really uh, feel the other side. We did a weird thing at this taping band. So Dr. Phil in the middle of it, he made us uh, so he made the Republicans and Democrats face each other and just look each other in the eye for two minutes and not say a word. And we did this for like two other people. And it was actually a good exercise because like when you see somebody in the eye for two minutes and not say a word and then he would pose us his questions. Imagine this person, if they just lost someone in their life or like he would like, you know, post these like really like, you know, imagine if this person uh, just lost uh. uh you know, their financial well-being, imagine whatever. And then like, uh, and then they would tap. And at the end of this little thing, person, they would, uh, he would say person a tap person B and say either one of three things. I trust you. I don't trust you. And I don't care to answer. And then like, he would touch their shoulder and say, I trust you. I don't trust you or whatever. And then, um, yeah, man, it, it was, I, did, I swear to you, I did not know what I walked myself into because it's seven thirty PM. My primary, thing for going to this dinner was uh, free food. Right. And dinner was never served. I never got food. They didn't serve <laughs> any dinner. So I'm fasting and I'm stuck because I can't leave. The cameras are rolling. I don't want to be the guy who rolls right and rolls <laughs> past the cameras. And it's 9 p.m. and I still haven't drank any water, had any food. And I broke my fast at like 9, 29, 30. I drank water after like, uh, like 19, 20 hours. And I didn't have any food until 12, 30 a.m. Like when I got back to my house, but uh, so yeah, the interesting thing about this guy's house, Frank Luntz is he's a history buff.
2: Did you participate real quick? What's that? Did you participate in like the tapping? Like I trust you don't, yeah, we had to. He made us do it. All of us <laughs> did it. So, so were you
1: like on the Democrat side
0: or the Republican? Side? So I'm an independent, right? So he didn't have any seats for independence. He had like two or three seats that so he made us like go lean. I lean left. So, I mean, okay. I, I went to the left side. But but yeah, I participated a couple of times and said a couple okay. things. I actually said that <laughs> it's I made a point And the more I look, look into Frank Luntz, he's a bit shady because he's always trying to reinforce what he believes in and his biases. So his whole thing is that college students don't want to listen to each other. They heed, if the if you if college students disagree politically with each other, that they will not listen to, to each other. Like there's they mm-hmm. there's not enough cohesion and they're not willing to listen to the other side. And I made a point that college students are the only populace in the United States who actually have to live together and spend time because most Americans they go to work, right? If they disagree with their coworkers, they can just go back to their homes and their families. But college students, they live in dorms, they live in apartments, they have to interact with people constantly that they disagree with so it's just more likely that there'll be more tension right because they have to spend so much time with each other and i said my, my point was there's there's polarization all across america regardless of your age it just tends to be more in college campuses because obviously there's um more of a disparity there's more progressives and less conservatives in the faculty and whatnot but uh nonetheless like it was it was just kind of like this um like the Republicans and Democrats would go back and forth and argue about some topics and they would like do some training exercises to make them less like polar polarized or whatever. So it was just interesting to see. And you know how Dr. Phil, like they interviewed those people who are the most dramatic during the episode on the side, they did that. So like, they um, they're interviewing people on the side who are very vocal and like being very dramatic and stuff. And then at the end of the, they never told us that it was gonna be live like anything. At the end, they were like, okay, so this is gonna be on Dr. Phil's show. Sign this uh, form, this waiver, if you want to be on or whatever, and not. And so yeah, it's um, so that's what happened. Okay,
2: the, so let's go on uh, to the house now.
0: The house, okay. Yeah. So Frank Luntz. He's a millionaire. This house, uh, somebody looked it up on Zillow and it was an $11 million mansion in Brentwood. Brentwood is a very expensive place. I'm sure, man, you know, uh, yeah. uh, it's, it, it's a very expensive place. High and, class. Yeah, very high class. And I go in the house and I've never seen this house before. He has these historical artifacts just laying on the table. I mean, obviously they're like, you know, um, properly staged and you, they're not disorganized. But for example, the Treaty of Versailles, that ended the first world war is just laying there at one of the tables. <laughs> the first ever budget passed by the United States Congress is just laying there. Uh, there's uh, so during the I believe the Continental Congress when they were trying to in the 1780s, uh, as it was developing, they were taking notes. They were taking like live notes on it. And that little booklet was there. The first ever impeachment ticket for Andrew Johnson back in 1865, I believe, was there just laying there. Um, it, it was a bunch. Yeah, he has like the first ever Israeli proclamation of a state. One of six. Steven Spielberg has one. The pro- Israeli prime minister has one, and he has one. Uh, How did this he, guy get this stuff, though? Well, because he first of all, he's a history buff. So he actually buys a lot of this stuff. And a lot of the stuff gets donated to him by like. So, for example, one of the things that was there was some precious American document. And he did some work for the British and the British just gave it to him because obviously it didn't hold that much importance to them because they're Britain. And so they just gave it to him as a sign of his like work and stuff. He like, um, I think what he probably does is instead of taking a lot of money because he's a history buff, he just like buys, uh, he just buys like these, his important historical. And and, and the, the craziest thing about this house is that it has an oval office in there in the very basement. Dude, he has. So what he has is, and I will tell you guys something like super crazy. So he also has the dress of Monica Lewinsky, a replica dress of Monica Lewinsky that she was wearing, supposedly with- Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. Monica Lewinsky with the whole. So the reason why he has the whole dress is apparently he was really involved in the 1998 Clinton impeachment hearings. And like, I guess he's self-obsessed. So like, I don't know. So he has a replica of the Monica Lewinsky dress for his whole. That's weird. With Bill Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> Very odd. In the oval, it's very odd. And uh, so, what he has, he has a Lincoln bedroom. So where the president sleeps in the White House is called the Lincoln bedroom. And he has a Lincoln bedroom and the the Oval Office combined together. And so, like right when you open the Oval Office, the presidential like uh, song plays. You know, like the dun dun whatever. And then yeah. the, the the Resolute Desk is there uh he said like the 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 positioning of the couches is according to like how the oval office actually is every single thing that's there is from past administrations like in terms of the the, the
2: staging of the house um is it like one to one ratio he wants What's to that? be a president is it like no? one is it like one-to-one ratio like everything's like sizing wise identical like it's not completely identical but but okay. it's very close like even the background you know like
0: how there's like a trees behind the oval office yeah yeah so, like, he has, like, a wallpaper that's kind of, like, in the background. Like a drop down Yeah, like a, like a drop-down, <laughs> yeah. Dude, he had a shooting range at his house. He had a that's bowling alley. I mean, bowling alley is very typical for mansions, like a basketball court or whatever, but a shooting range with his own face on it. So, he used to be, like, very unpopular amongst the Democrats, and he has, like, a poster of himself on MSNBC, and he's the target for the shooting range. He has, like, that's an funny. autograph of every single president since George Washington signed. Uh, he has like pictures with Henry Kissinger, a very evil guy. He has pictures with uh, Tom Brady. Bill. I mean, he's. I mean, I don't know. He's. He's connected. He's. He's met a lot of famous people, I guess. And um, yeah, so the Oval Office was the craziest thing, I guess, in the house.
1: I think yeah. the Treaty of Versailles. Is the Treaty crazy. of Versailles. But that's too. crazy. I feel like that should Isn't be in that a the only
0: version. I think there was different. Um, Oh, really? Okay. Different So he doesn't have the only one and only in the world. I that'd be that'd be very like who who is he to have that? He That's yeah. Yeah, so there's like I think there was multiple uh, versions of the treaty because it got edited multiple times and so he oh, has one okay. of the versions but still it's is pretty... this one of the originals though yeah it's one of the originals that's what he said and i don't understand like so when you go in museums bro these things are framed you can't really yeah. touch them he let us touch it and one of the girls the students she accidentally like flipped the page for this document he was like <laughs> he was like <laughs> be very careful with this you don't know what. You're <laughs> and uh yeah it was The most craziest thing I've seen. He had the nerdiest shoe collection. There was like faces of historical figures on Jordans and like Nikes that I've never seen. He had an American flag with every single American that's been on the moon signed the American flag. And like, uh,
2: (laughs) who? it's cool. It's cool. It's just like, it's It's, odd, you know, very patriotic.
0: So what he he said, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that he does. He said he uses his house for philanthropy. So a lot of foundations come at his house and fundraise. He said he recently did a $4 million uh, charity event for like a, a nonprofit organization. And they come to the house because it has all these things. And like donors come and they're fascinated by the house. And like, you know, mm-hmm. he asked people to donate money for these good causes and stuff. But um, the, I looked into him after I, I, I've met him before in one of my classes. He came as a guest speaker and I've interviewed him for something, but he the more I look into him, the more shady he is, man because he uses communication tools for deception like this whole you know changing of the word global warming to climate change well it is global warming it's not it is the climate is changing but it sounds less scary right when you say climate change compared to global warming and like for the Iraq war, like he would say I read it my roommate and I I told him about him and we looked at his template that he released, the whole dictionary of words and in it he says that, American politicians should say that the world is a better place without Saddam Hussein. And like, repeat that line, repeat that line, and always talk about 9-11 when you're talking about the war on terror so that people are always afraid and live in fear. And like he, this is his whole thing. Like he's a master of deceptive communication, divorced. I guess.
2: But isn't that, his, that's the job though, right? Being political. That's yeah, but job. you're
0: misleading people. He's so, the, what pisses me off though, man, is now he's really sad about the country being divided and polarized. He's like, but he's dividing Yeah, but he in the not Mm -hmm. anymore, but historically, he's divided the country like he's used these tools to make us more polarized. And he says that he's lost hope for America, that we're going towards a very tough path. And like, you know, so I don't know. He's very contradictory, but he does care about the country, it seems. But clearly, like, you know, he has uh, a fetish for for the presidency. I mean, who has the Oval Office in their house and, and the Lincoln bedroom? And he said he has like these high profile guests stay over. He's had Tony Blair the former prime minister of of the UK who was the prime minister during the war on terror sleep over at his house. Um, He was like weird dude. (laughs) He went to school with Boris Johnson, the prime minister of the UK currently. And he helped um, him out with his like student election back in the day for the Oxford union. Yeah. I think,
1: I think it's a common trend nowadays for media to depict um, just separation between Americans. And I feel like, you know, like you said, you know, they, they were recording the ones who were more vocal, who were more extremists, rather than recording the people who were actually normal. And well, you know, they, they did give everybody a
0: chance to speak. I think, but you're right, though. The whole premise of the taping was, you know, these Trojan Democrats and Republicans don't get along, and uh, they things have gone very heated. And like, yeah, they're gonna drama. You know, they have to sell something, so they're selling, they're selling this. Yeah,
2: well, what
1: when- I go ahead? I think it just gives a fake reality to. The uh, you know U.S. just like it does. media like audience you know everybody everybody thinks oh America's so divided when in reality I mean certain parts are really divided but we just have a lot of people that are like you know moderate you know care don't care mm. too much about politics just want to be good human beings and that's not ever depicted in media because that doesn't sell right so I feel like it 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 really divides and it
2: kind of makes America seem like something that it's not. Mm. That's the whole world, though, bro. The, the most noise gets the most attention, right? And the most vocal, they get the most attention. That's like, <clears throat> I, I think people understand that most people don't care, but the people that actually are like, "Oh, America's so divided and this and that," it's all bad. They're also like the most uh, cynical and the most like vocal in their own way too. So, um, I think a lot of people just don't care either, right? Mm. And it's like, e- even though like they they're depicting it this way, I don't think people like genuinely care. If that mm-hmm. may, if if that's fair, I, I had a question. What did Frank say anything about uh, when that like uh, you murderous horror uh, quote came out? Did he say anything? Or he was well? Like, you
0: could see Doctor oh. Phil's reaction was like like they were like a little like you know thrown off and like yeah yeah so like it was it was <laughs> Doctor very... Phil yeah Doctor Phil <laughs> Doctor Phil was I mean Bro, like, he's like he's a good I, the advice that he gave us was very sound like he told us to uh, like see the humanity in another person. He said one of the things that was very interesting was he said that as a society, we don't give each other eye contact anymore. Like we're always on our phones and very like, you true know, eye contact, looking someone in the eyes and yeah. like telling the other person, I don't trust you is a big thing. Like it takes guts to say something, you know, it's like so. his whole point was consider the humanity and other the other person see that we have more things in common than what divides us. And he said to gain knowledge, like gain an extraordinary amount of knowledge to like, I don't know, but no, one, he has
2: good advice. He's a smart guy.
0: Yeah. right. Yeah. He I does. think one one quick thing I want to say, though, going back to Genesis point, I feel like the people who have the loudest voices always get the platform. Right. So I feel like there's extremists on both sides of the aisle and they're always the ones making all sorts of, you know, newsworthy headlines and accusations and allegations and it seems because they have the loudest they have the platforms they get because what sells news is drama right and like division and like they they want to feature those types of people and so all of us think we're more divided or i think we are polarized and divided but not to the extent that all of us believe from watching the news at least we are polarized more polarized than than in a long time but but it's not there's, there's independence, you know, all three of us for the most part are really independent politically, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And we're, we're like the silent minority, I, a majority, the silent majority where like most Americans are kind of independents, but mm-hmm. like we have to pick sides. Like I had to pick to sit on the left side, you know, in that conversation, mm-hmm. like there wasn't really like an independent side. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's just like the broader conversation, you know. I remember when we watched that um that Borat movie that came out, you know, mm-hmm. it was it was super funny, don't get me wrong. But Borat I too. feel like yeah, Borat too. But it depicts American and just like, oh, they're crazy people, they're like, you know, divided, they don't care, you know, they're like because you know that's 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 what's entertaining. They depict it like that, right? And I feel like that's not just Borat, there's a lot of other like shows and forms of entertainment that depict Americans as like, you know you know crazy and like uh you know politically enraged when in fact you know most like you said most of us are just you know moderate independent or um you know just don't care about this stuff so
2: yeah. I don't know I, I, have you guys like so i've had like like multiple experiences like talking to like like okay for example right and this was 2 days ago i was at like a local um like a burger joint it's called the grill in anaheim and uh the business owner came out and like one of my friends knew knew the owner so he came out to say hi to her and uh w- i was talking to him and all of a sudden just like ran abruptly just starts talking about how how bad california is and how like it's turning to complete shit but like the my, my whole premise like it was just it just i feel like there's a lot of older guys like he's probably like mid-40s i want to say i mean getting to 50 and it seems like a lot of people they have like this like they, they they require a voice in this right and they're trying to like teach like young people um about something like th- their voice is needs to be more heard because they have more experience on us but like I, I feel like a lot of people in that age range they're, they're pretty vocal about um uh, about their opinion what do you what would you say about that
0: like because like, this this
2: exact situation has happened like multiple times where it's like a guy mid-40s you know maybe not rich not like mm-hmm. Rich Rich, but like he's probably he's probably well off. He owns a few restaurants, right? And they, just have, they have like Langer. Remember Langer's zelly? Like he also, this is one thing that we all experienced. When he, uh, what was his norm? Norman? Norman Langer? yeah norm langer yeah norm langer yeah and he abruptly just started talking about politics and all of that and how bad it's getting and
0: wait so you're saying like how we think that mostly young people are vocal but it's actually the older ones that are more vocal and it
2: it was it wasn't really tying in it was just kind of a point that Mm. like i I feel i I, what i've seen like experientially Mm. um like older people like not older people but mid mid mid-age i want to say like not boomers but like Laurent before they are very vocal and like what they think and how we should be thinking mm. i think you know. that, like when the world
1: changes i feel like you know a lot of people just want want it, like how it was back in the day and i feel like we might experience this in our lives too where it's like something changes and we kind of don't like it or you know we become you know we have this ideology where oh back in our days it was better so i, I mean i feel like that's just a <laughs> with a lot of like people back like, in I'm my the- day <laughs> yeah, exactly back in my day it wasn't like this you know like i think i, I mean I'm, i don't know that that's an interesting question why um a lot of you know that generation feels that way but yeah i have experienced that as well where i talk to people in their 40s and they're really you know pessimistic i guess about
2: but they also feel like their opinion should be heard like I, i've had conversations with people our age maybe in their 20s 30s and they don't have to give their opinions like we can have a conversation just on like the normal stuff of life or like maybe something that doesn't have to do with like the political you know you know whatever i just feel like people like that age and above they have like this urge to give their voice so so, like we like like we take it does that make sense is what i'm saying making sense
1: yeah yeah i know I, i know what you're trying to say um but I'm not sure. Like I, I understand why though. Like I, I know what you mean, but I, I'm, okay. I'm not sure what the answer is. It's very is, odd.
2: No. Yeah, even like, like I'm. We, I talk to my dad's friends, and they all have like, like an abrupt, intense opinion about like political standings. And it's like I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why that age, like, they take so much pride in like their opinions. It just, it's very weird.
0: You know what's funny. At the What's end that? of the taping session, um, Frank was like, "Shame on all of you guys who didn't speak up, or something along those lines." He was like, "Why didn't you guys speak? Why, why didn't you guys raise your hand?" And Doctor Phil was like, "Maybe they're trying to process everything. <laughs> Maybe they're just trying to like understand what actually happened." <laughs> um, so his point, Frank's point, was like, "If you don't speak up, no one's gonna listen," and he's right. Like. You know, a lot of people who think that it's better to just not say anything, it's not. Well, they're not really helping anything. If you're not going to say anything, then it's like it's like your voice is not being heard. So the only way to make yourself heard is to speak up, I guess. And, and like he's right in that. And a lot yeah, of us. I think guess. that. By he, not I mean, he, OK, his-
1: he's right. But, you yeah. know, in my time where I've, you know, debated people with the right, it's just like certain people just don't want to no matter how many good points you give them or or oh, how, yeah. how you know whatever you say they they're just not willing to change what they have they believe in and they're never going to change that no matter how much evidence or proof you give them that their point of view is wrong. So I feel like sometimes it's just better not to speak.
2: And a lot you of know, these people that go ahead you and can't give, change like, them. Yeah. yeah for go sure. Like? You're right. We, you can't change people. People are going to be who they're going to be, right? But like a lot of these people that are just naturally vocal and like they want to give their they're very like like they put on a lot of pressure. It's very intense. It's not like like a cordial conversation that me and you can have just like, you know, this is what I think and this is what you think and it's okay because either way we're not we don't know if we're either either of us are right even. But the thing is like a lot of these people that are more vocal and especially they feel like they have um like entitlement to to pressure their opinion onto like especially younger people, right? It's just it, that that's the odd part to me. I think I think what's um
1: uh, you know, I think what all three of us possess and like, I mean, a lot of people possess and this is a great quality is that if we're like, let's say we, you know, have a view on a certain political topic, you know, if we're provided evidence or, you know, some rationalization that that view is wrong, I think we are able to, you know, process that. And maybe, maybe, you know, if we agree with those points, we can change our view, but I feel like a majority of people just don't have that ability to change their view. It's like whatever they believe in, they only look for the evidence that follows or that you know supports what yeah. they believe in. You know, like they they're listening. Can, yeah, they they can't fathom the idea that you know their view has that has points that are against you know or ca- counterpoints that you know go toward against their beliefs. So I feel like that's a really good skill to have, where you can actually empathize with the other side and kind of see both sides before you make a decision, rather than you know just having a um idea you believe in and just looking for uh things that support your biases
2: for sure dude i i completely agree like active listening and like actually comprehension is, is extremely important i know we've been on this for a minute but just like before we move on um you know i, I just i lost my thought actually <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> damn it were you, were you gonna do something regarding the the frank i mean the frank um, regarding the, the house Doctor yeah, or something else
2: no, it was regarding what janice was saying. Um
0: It's okay, damn. you, you just get it back. Um we can yeah. move on to janice you wanted to talk about the trial right between Johnny Depp and, and Amber Heard. It's a it's it's a civil trial, right? So it's not criminal, it's a civil one. And mm-hmm. it's do you know how it started? Like do you want to explain to them how how it started?
1: Yeah, well, I think most people know, but I'll just give a quick uh recap pretty much. You know, uh, Amber uh, Heard and Johnny Depp were in a relationship between 2014 and 2016. And um, uh, after their relationship, Amber Heard uh, falsely accused Johnny Depp of, uh, you know, physical abuse and all these things, emotional abuse. Um, and pretty much all of these things were um, kind of spewed out without any real evidence. So, uh for those years where those accusations were filed, uh, Johnny Depp lost all his movie roles, all his, um, you know, other uh, events he was doing and his reputation took a huge hit. And then right now, Johnny Depp is counter suing or not counter, he's suing Amber Heard uh, for defamation of character um, and his reputation, because obviously, you know, uh, his reputation took a huge hit. So um, right now there's a trial going on and uh, pretty much we're finding out that Amber Heard is a freaking psycho. Uh, A lot of the recordings, a lot of the footage just show that Amber Heard, uh, you know, is not a sane human. She needs to go to therapy. There's something mentally wrong with her. You know, like there was a clip about when she punched him and he was like, Johnny, I was not punching you. I was just hitting you. All right. Like, okay, like, it doesn't matter. You physically abuse someone. Right. And it's just like, she, she was throwing things at him. She took a, a poop or shit on her, uh, on his bed. Like, well, who does that? Like there's something, there's actually something mentally wrong with this person. There's so much more stuff. And like, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm happy this trial is happening because I, I like to think that, you know, uh, in uh, you know, you gotta be proven guilty. You know, you can't just be, you, you, you can't just be, you know, falsely accused and um thing uh you know that works i mean that works in twitter you know twitter everybody is just you know accused and then oh that person is bad and when there's no real evidence and i'm happy this trial is happening because it's giving light to that situation where you know people need to provide evidence before they can just falsely accuse someone and destroy their character well so, one second though so yeah.
0: janice i agree with you but did you see what you did there you technically pronounce amber heard guilty until she's proven
1: otherwise like i feel like um well no 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 okay i I haven't said anything about amber heard's like being guilty i I mean Mm -hmm. but just from that one clip of her you could tell a lot about her i mean i feel like you could tell a lot about just from that one clip of him hitting and and i'm just you know i'm like i feel like i'm part of the jury right now i'm (laughs) i'm I, i get all this information right and i'm i'm uh uh making a judgment about her character right now so maybe you know this all this evidence is wrong or you know we'll figure it out at the end of the trial but judging from right i mean the, the, it technically this trial is not about if amber heard um abused johnny depp it's about him uh, defamating his character so mm-hmm. we'll re- you know like i feel like as a, a sane person you can tell that she did abuse her but even that doesn't matter right now the trial is about him defamating his character right it's a civil trial, he like said, his character, right? it, it, uh, or it, about her destroying his character, and mm-hmm. her reputation. That's why he's suing her.
0: Yeah, I think uh, the premise of the the trial, uh, it, it stemmed <clears throat> from the the op-ed that she wrote in the Washington Post. Right. She, yep. the title of the op-ed was, um, "I spoke up against sexual violence mm-hmm. and faced, uh, and, and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change." End quote. So that was the title. She wrote this in the end of 2018, and. It, even though she doesn't directly name johnny depp everybody in hollywood or everybody in the world knew like who she was kind of like mm-hmm. throwing shade at and johnny depp is saying how much how many millions of dollars is he suing her for 50 million i think 50 and is she counter-suing him she is right yeah
1: she's counter-suing him for 100 million
0: oh my god i think yeah okay so yeah so he, johnny depp is saying like she doesn't have any you know foundation for leveling all these allegations and that you know he's not getting any roles because you know Understandably, enough studios and and you know people who make movies don't want to give people roles who are controversial, or they don't want to they don't want to sacrifice the the, the movie just to get one guy to play a role. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I I've seen, I haven't seen the whole drive I've seen clips here and here and there. I've seen some like cross examination, and, and it seems like even the way maybe I don't know if I if I have any biases into this, but Amber Heard's like the way she sits and positions herself and like her reactions compared to Johnny Depp's Johnny Depp just looks more natural and more calm. And Johnny Depp just looks like he he's truthful because he doesn't look stressed out. Like he just, he's just himself the whole time. And I feel like Amber Heard is trying to be someone else. I don't know if that's like me being biased he's acting. or anything. Dude, I, I was, to- okay. Man, so but, I was, I was yeah.
2: totally thinking about that. You remember like, he does seem like a very natural person, right up there. And like the stuff he says, like very flows. And but her, she's just like yeah. the whole time, just very like standstill like very you know robotic but the problem is she's not that great of an actress right he is a phenomenal actor like he will go he's going down in history like her if it wasn't for this trial like her name would get lost after she's like dead unfortunately but it's it's reality i I don't know her i've never seen any of amber heard yeah she's not that great don't watch her stuff but like edward (laughs) scissorhands like pirates of the caribbean these are like names that will go down in history chocolate factory
0: bro he that Mm -hmm. was a and so
2: like it, the, my my whole point is maybe he is acting right maybe he, he is an actor he like he, his literal like his job his career is to be somebody he's not and i don't know the guy you don't know the guy so we don't really know how he really is in real life whatever we know he's like a quirky person he has a you know a different personality so maybe he is but i just thought it was an interesting thought
1: yeah I, I watched you watched a good uh portion of like the a lot of the clips of the trial mm-hmm. and it, it's funny because the you know, he had he actually did have a drug issue in like 2014 uh, through 2016 while he was in a relationship with Amber um, Heard. He he had a drug issue, and how the defense lawyer is trying to portray Johnny Depp is that he's this guy who you know just takes drugs all the time. He was uh, he was um he had an illness, and he was you know hurting emotionally, hurting uh, Amber Heard because there was no evi- There's no evidence still that a- Amber Heard got hit physically abused by Johnny Depp. So they're trying to paint that he, know, he was emotionally abusing uh, Amber Heard, which, you know, they're not doing, I feel like they're not doing a good job because all the clips say otherwise, where it feels like Amber is abusing Johnny for, you know, drinking so much. And, you know, he, dude, there's a multiple occasions where he calls him, he calls her uh, like Johnny Depp a baby because he hit her. I mean, uh, she hit her. I um, she hit him and, um, he, he just, he, he, he didn't do anything back. He was like, stop being a baby. Like, why, why are you just not defending yourself and stuff like that? It's like, it's like, dude, like what is wrong with you? What is wrong with this person? And I'm glad, uh, Johnny Depp did not hit, uh, Amber Heard because if he even hit him once it hit her once, it, this trial would be over. Even just one time. If Johnny Depp hit Amber Heard one time, this trial would be over. Amber Heard wins automatically. So, you know, I feel like I, that is a double standard, but I mean, I feel like it's fair. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but like, thank God Johnny Depp didn't like hit her at all. So, I mean, it, you know, I looked at
0: past interviews going back to Matt's point. We don't, we don't know Johnny. Right. But like, I looked at his past interviews to understand like his personality or to see if he's the same guy. And honestly, dude, he's always been very soft-spoken. Like, I saw an interview he did with Oprah Winfrey 10, 15 years ago. Saw an interview he did back in the 80s. And, like, he was saying how he doesn't really like Hollywood that much. And, like, um, he's also had a very, like... uh, Tumultuous childhood with his mother being like very abusive towards him, and like he said that he changed houses forty times as a child, bro, forty times And he was not exaggerating. And I feel like he's the same guy, but you're right, he's a really good actor. But so he could be acting, but but sincerely though, it seems to me that he, Johnny Depp just made a bad uh, bad decision like to to be in a relationship with this with Amber Heard, and that uh, things got out of control. Yeah, yeah. I just feel bad for the guy. Again, like we don't know what's. Again, I am. I am assuming, and I have a bias towards Johnny Depp. But I I I honestly don't care for this trial. But but like, let's see what happens.
1: (laughs) I think if most, I think we're not crazy to be siding with Johnny Depp when most of the world is siding with Johnny Depp. It feels like like the public opinion is clear. Like a lot of people are supporting Johnny. And it just makes sense after you hear the clips like, yeah, sure, you could say there is not enough context. But if you watch like the trial, there's plenty of context given before those voice recordings are shown where, you know, they're asked questions like, Johnny, what what were you doing at this time? Where were you? And um, it just feels like, I mean, I'm definitely siding with Johnny Depp. And um, I think I think it's a it's a good I mean, you know, it's nothing like crazy like it's not something that will change uh, our political spectrum or anything but i think it's a good trial to show that you can't just you know be handing out false accusations without without some uh repercussions repercussions yeah. yeah exactly for sure uh
2: so like going back to even your point like i know you watched a few like interviews in the past just like just to like you know I, like diagnose some kind of you check it out see if there's comparables um so, you, you know, the whole situation with like, ti- not right now, but like Tiger Woods and how he was like the golden boy of like all sports of all celebrities. Like he was the cleany He was like the clean, mm-hmm. squeaky clean boy. Mm-hmm. um And in reality, he he wasn't squeaky clean. Right. And so I, I think the interesting thing is here is like Tiger Woods was not an actor. Right. He was a, he was a celebrity and he it was an but athlete. He, he fooled. In he in was quotes, an athlete. And he though. <laughs> what do you mean? a golfer, <laughs> bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, in I'm my kidding. opinion <laughs> skill level wise so have you watched the, the documentary um on him on hbo no i he's a great he's a
0: goat no no no. i'm not yeah he's a goat he's in a golf, golf yes yeah yeah, yeah. controversial
2: but bro watch his his hbo a documentary if if you will it's only two episodes maybe okay. you won't but in my opinion dude his skill level was higher is higher than michael jordan on, a, on no. a it's discomparable okay, because it's basketball right there. no dude <laughs> let it, me it's just stop actually, you right there brother no, no dude if you I'm understood sorry. golf bro it's actually insane <laughs> like it, it's it's Im- unbelievable remarkable like people diagnose him and like they compare him to like a div- divine right it's freaking it's odd it's really odd how he's able to like pull this stuff off dude he played the masters so i don't know if you're aware of what the masters is at all but he played the masters like the in 2010, right. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's called Augusta in Georgia and he played in 2010. He, he already won four times in the past, five times in the past. And, um, no, sorry. What am I saying? Way more than that. I don't remember exactly, but way more than that. He's won since like the nineties. Uh, but point being he played on a completely broken leg and he beat everybody by like, so in golf negative is good, right? So he was like negative be- 10 below everybody else on a broken leg. And he's playing the best in the world. Not only is that, he's making like chips. And, and so if you understood like how small the golf hole is compared to like the ball, and like the distance and everything, he's like chipping it in. He's not even putting it regardless. I don't know why I'm going yeah, on no, this tangent. I was like, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. I just I believe you. I
0: believe you. Tiger Woods
2: is good. <laughs> so I watched a documentary <laughs> yesterday or two days ago or something and just got into it. But anyway, um, uh point being if tiger was able to fool all these people for like the latter half like if it his 20 years of, or 40 years alive like 20 years of his life he's able to fool all these people i think johnny can definitely do that man
0: was he fooling people or was his private life just not exposed like he just kept it was not private. exposed yeah, yeah, yeah no no no. And he was fooling life...
2: people bro you think there, there was...
1: was fooling
2: people no no not johnny tiger oh, oh, tiger. oh okay I, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah obviously it wasn't exposed if you're fooling people, right? But like he had, he had select people in his life that were protecting him and like, they yeah. wouldn't allow the media to get out. They would pay out or they would, mm. you know, create some sort of leverage. Um, and so it wouldn't happen. You're talking
0: about like the affairs
2: he had and stuff like that. Uh, and, and other miscellaneous, but yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel like for celebrities, they have their whole PR swing, right? The PR it's- wing of there. So they have to like preserve their public image. And like, they go to a very, they go to, all lengths possible to protect the public image. Well, Johnny Depp, I feel though as if like, do you know how he started Johnny Depp? I was watching one of his interviews and Nick Nicholas Cage was friends with Johnny Depp and he told Johnny Johnny moved to Los Angeles. He's from uh, Kansas. I think he's from Kansas. He moved to Los Angeles when he was 18 or 19 and he was a musician. He said he was an unemployed musician and he was struggling to pay his rent and food. And Nicholas Cage was his friend, one of his friends. I don't know if Nick Cage was back big back in the, I don't know. He wasn't big, told Johnny to act. And he got him in touch with his agent, with Nicholas Cage's agent. And he got in and he auditioned for platoon and the Oliver Stone movie. That was Mm -hmm. pretty big. And then his career took off. But um, so, yeah, like he he has very humble beginnings and I guess a lot of people have humble beginnings and they can change. But I feel like Johnny Depp, for the most part, has been the same guy in public life. It seems like he's not really acting in the way he's acting like the way he is in court is the way he is in actual real life. That was my point, like watching his interview. So it doesn't seem like he's acting.
2: But either way, it's an interview. Right. So it's not real life. He's still in front of the camera, but
0: he's not switching his character up. I feel like Amber Heard is trying to put on an image that she's not. But again, I will make this point. I feel like as a society, like sincerely speaking, I feel like we're much more harsh on the way we see women and the way like their images and like we're as a society, we're just harsher on women. And like, I feel like men have it easier. I, I, I really do think so. And I feel like a lot of the stuff with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, honestly, um, don't want to sound like one of those people but but it is like part of it a lot of the attacks against her have been very like sexist online like it just it just a sad reality and i feel like if you you should stick to the facts in terms of attacking amber heard like stuff like you just said pooping on his bed uh if that's true that's crazy obviously like a psycho thing to do uh stuff like that but like uh, commenting on the way uh her her like expressions and stuff and now i know i made that comment earlier it's
1: just like i feel like we're just much more
0: harsher treating. I think, especially in courts, like
1: I don't I know, know I how much. Agree. I don't know how much clips you guys have watched, but you guys should definitely watch more because. The more you watch, the more you're gonna know. Amber is actually a psycho. Like I already made up my conclusion after No, I agree. This I, I'm with Johnny. This Johnny person... seems like
0: the victim here. She's definitely yeah, the oppressor. no, no. That that's
1: already a given. Johnny is the victim. The but given. Just... Like, how how can that be a given? Though? That's my whole thing. I, whole I'm telling pro- you, just I'm telling you, just watch the clips. <laughs> any sen- any sensible person that can rationalize, just watch like, the video. Conversation. Dude. Just watch. Just I mean, the trial's like eight hours plus, but you can, there's like a lot of clips that are you know taken apart, where it's like ten minute clips, ten minute clips.
0: You know what sold you on Johnny? De- Though was his friend's testimony, man. Like his friend's testimony. Did you see his friend's testimony? Yeah, 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 dude. That was the most honest thing I've seen in court. Like I have never seen that good of a testimony. He was so honest that the lawyers were kind of like caught caught off guard. Like they yeah. were like trying to challenge him, and the more they challenged him, the more like his honesty just gave gave way. Like he was, um, he Johnny Depp's friend. Uh, not that successful but johnny depp has like helped him all his life and they were just trying to say the 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 amber Heard's lawyers were trying to say that he's only speaking out in favor of johnny depp because he financially kind of supports him but clearly that's not the case like you could just see like the love that he has for his friend and Mm -hmm. like you could see johnny depp's reaction to his friend's testimony too Like you could see like they're really good friends and like you know he's he said he's his friend has been so emotionally distraught by Amber Heard like she's like she's been that much of a negative impact that he's still recovering. This friend of his is still recovering from the tox, from the toxic nature of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I thought that was really interesting.
2: Uh, OK, I have a question real quick before we, before we move on to the next topic. Um, so the lawyers on on her on her end. They seem to be like incompetent, like it they're doesn't. Actually so to me. dumb. They're actors so they're, dumb. They're like yeah. incompetent. Like I don't Here's what say. I don't get. Here's is, yeah, I, okay. That that's one thing, for example. Another thing is like they asked Johnny Depp four times like 12 times if it was his signature, like on some document. He's like, Yes, that's my signature. What else do you want me to say? So like riddle me that why do they do that? And then with the friend, I, I don't remember that guy's name, but they also asked him like five times if he was aware that she was wearing makeup. Like, or what type, no, no, sorry. What type of makeup he would, first of all, most dudes don't even know the difference between <laughs> like the different types of makeups and stuff like that. I don't know that that's just makeup. like, that's just like <laughs> common, you know, that's common ground here, so, but I don't understand. How can you be so incompetent or like, maybe I don't understand it because I'm not a lawyer. I've never been through these courses, but what is it? Like, what about them is making them ask the same question in 12 different ways?
0: Because they're not getting the answer that they want. So, with, yeah. so with the with the Johnny Depp thing, he was not giving them a straight answer. Like, even though we knew like what he was trying to say, he wasn't. What was that signature? So he wasn't saying yes, that's my signature. He was saying he did. It say appears that. he didn't say yes, it is my signature. He didn't say that. I I watched that clip. He said something along the lines like, uh-huh. "It appears if I signed it, it must be my signature." Something along. The he didn't want to. So the part of the the strategy for the Johnny Depp's tra- lawyers okay. is like, don't just give them everything that they want like straight away. Like you know, make them i don't know something along. oh those lines. so they have to like
2: the but, they don't is, but, no, but they but not know but they
0: want to establish a fact and they want the, the 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 defendant to say it multiple times to establish that he is saying this and if and, and if it's not true they can go back to this testimony and be like you said this but evidence shows this so they want to but show. johnny's
2: making them look dumb here like that's how i perceive it yeah well
0: johnny's just a good uh he's very charming and so the way he Dealt with it was very like you know it came well out his buddy of as well
2: made them look incompetent. Well, his friend well, he's well, not the well, most charming to say, guy.
0: Well, they were trying to show with his friend is like I haven't seen that specific clip, but I'm sure they were mm-hmm. just trying to establish that he knows this type of makeup. But they were just trying to establish a fact, and he wasn't giving them what they wanted to hear, and so they keep questioning him in different ways until they give him them some sort of an answer that will later help on with their like strategy in the trial. So
2: in that clip, for example, with Johnny's friend they I haven't trying seen that clip him... so i
0: don't know what you're referring to but
2: okay I'm, well let me explain it then so they are asking him there's a certain type of i don't know what it's called but they're they the first time they're like Do you did you know she was wearing makeup no did you know she was wearing this type of makeup no and but the way they were phrasing it they're trying to make him say yes but he kept saying no 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 and so that yeah. made them look incompetent well
0: that's the part of the... i mean I haven't seen that clip, so I don't know. But yeah, I mean lawyers do that where the, the guy's saying something else and they want to prove something else. And so it's really
2: weird, dude. It doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sense to me. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I like, actually. like he's like, it, no, I feel no. like it is funny. Just... Like, yes.
1: It's hard to counter <laughs> lawyers are having a hard time counter suing or like you know, going against Johnny Depp because there's not a lot to work off of. So that's they, that's
2: that you're right, Janice. That's what they, I think.
1: They need to get as much as they can and try to work off what they have. So
2: yeah that's i agree okay can we move on let's move on to the house yeah can i just say I, I don't care okay, about this trial. i i
0: honestly wish the best of johnny depp but i feel like it's <laughs> there's, there's so much media attention that it's getting like i get it but i we have so many other things that that are more important than than what johnny depp or amber heard do they're both going to be fine after yeah. this trial they'll both do the interesting
2: well. thing is man is like it, this proves that celebrities are human too so many people like idolize these figures and they're just they're normal they're just carbon like us right they're like they're humans that just they got lucky and they have some skill and it's just <laughs> i think yeah. I, I don't know
1: i Ibrahim, i do i care a little bit about this trial because i feel like you know i can it's so messed up that someone can just like ha- has so much power to just like falsely accuse them and like ruin their lives i feel like Imagine like, <laughs> you've, been like on, you've been on top of Hollywood or like whatever field you're in and someone says something and now everybody just hates you and your reputation is ruined. People were like going to uh, his kids in high school and like telling him like, oh, your father is a, a rapist or abuser or whatever. Like, yeah, it's I terrible. Like I feel like that's terrible. So, I mean, I, I, in the, in a way, like, oh, this trial doesn't impact, you know, there's still a war going on in Ukraine. I agree. But like, I think it is still important to, you know, get it dealt with. <clears throat>
2: all right uh, good, good. you guys want to on? talk about yeah. uh wait, wait let me no, what, no, what no. do you want to talk about first let's jump come on let's jump into the housing market real quick
0: okay okay, okay. go for it
2: so okay this stuff i don't know you guys don't seem so interested in it as, as i am but um <laughs> no, I'm, so interested. The more, I'm interested i'm okay, interested okay. i am interested i really am um, so it's just my whole thing is like the housing market has so much to do with the economy it's like one of the largest factors in the states if not the world right um, I wouldn't say the world actually, but anyway, uh, in, in the United States and first world countries for sure. So what happened right now is obviously we've been in this hectic market where prices are 200,000, 300,000, sometimes upwards of a million over asking price. Um, and that over million, that's usually like luxury homes and all. But if you're talking about your average five, $600,000 house in California, at least uh, no, I'd say this, I'd say in general as well, um, you have like 15, 16 buyers. Right. And the reasons, because the interest rates for one are extremely low. Another one is, you know, the income the last two years has been the highest in the United States than it's ever been per capita. Um, And so like just these things are adding up to, you know, higher prices. Um, And so what the government tries to do is when like 2008, for example, when it completely blew up, um, all the mortgage rates were extremely low. And when it completely blew up, the way the government fixed it is raising interest rates, right? And so right now, so two months ago, we were below 2%. It was the lowest in history. The mortgage rates were 1.9%. And now they jumped up to 5.5%. And if you're talking like in terms of a home that you're buying, say $500,000, say you put like 20% down, um, so hundred grand, your payments are increasing by like six hundred to to $1,000 a month, just by a 4% increase. So the way it works, so let just like a little understanding of it. So when you get a mortgage and especially when you get like a fixed rate mortgage, the way it works is you're what the banks do is they position all of the interest in the beginning front load of your payments. So you're paying 60% of the interest down your first 15 years. The latter 15 years, it reverses. You're putting more money into your home rather than interest. And so it, it, it's really messed up the way the banks do it, but they can because they control money and money controls everything. Um, but I mean, so they get paid first, right? The banks get paid before everything, uh, which is really messed up, but it is what it is. And so right now what's happening is there's a 5%, 5.5% hike. <clears throat> and although it seems like, you know, price are going to be higher. So, you know, uh, demand will start decreasing that's not necessarily what's happening we also have the highest rate of investor uh in uh, um influx in the states right and so sorry foreign investor influx in the states and so that's happening um uh, and, and there's just a lot the rich are just getting richer because now everybody like we're in the age of information right so everybody that has money knows real estate is the safest option and so what do you do when it's the safest option you pay more for it right that's what security is and so like In terms of California, the interesting portion about it is we are the most desirable state. Like we have the best weather; it's undisputable. Like a lot of people are moving to Miami and saying it's comparable. But if you go to Miami and if you go to Florida, it's not the same as like Los Angeles. It's just not. Like the climate is different. Like it's genuinely more dry. It's hotter. It's not as bearable. Um, You know. Sure, the food's great or whatever, but they don't have the desert like we have the desert. They're in more like a tropical climate. OK, we have the mountains like we, California is just ideal. Right. Um, and if it wasn't for high prices and it wasn't for political, di- uh, you know, uh, split there, I think everybody would agree with that. But it's it's just the people that are changing. Uh, but my whole point is I don't think. Like, for example, so I'm, I'm working with this guy and he just sold a house. He's an agent. He just sold a house for $850,000 in crappy part of Anaheim. Like it's industrial and it doesn't make any sense how it was sold for this much. It was over $120,000 over asking price, right? And for like a crappy house, like literally, if it was me doing the house, if it was my house, I would redo everything just because how bad it is. But these people can't afford that. So unfortunately, like it doesn't happen. But the whole point is, Prices are going to stay higher, and what's going to happen is cities are now like supporting that because they higher prices mean higher taxes, and they get more money. And so what that means is richer people are going to come in, and poorer people are going to move out. And so this entire and what this is called is, right regentrifying. And so this gentrification that's that's occurring, it's going to continue to occur. And it's going to continue even through um, economic pullback. And California is eventually going to become this place where it's just the rich living here. And it it just it's it sucks um, because it just takes away a lot of culture that that's happened in a lot of these communities. But um, that's what's happening. Uh, What what do you guys think?
0: The most interesting thing about the housing market, in my opinion, is um, how mortgage rates are rising again. And Mm. uh, I think they're at five percent now. Right. They were they were. Five, five and a half now. Okay, yeah. wow. So, yes, yeah, so I feel like that will definitely cool down the housing market because it, it's been, you know, if there's a house out there, there, there usually there's been like 20 offers. Now there, there might be like, you know, seven or eight. So that's, I mean, we'll it's see. brutal still. Yeah, but I think prices are not going to go down. They'll still go up, but but, but they yeah. won't be like going up as high as, as they have been. I think they were going up like 17% every year in California. Is that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, so that is right. I um I, I I mean I mean, I, it's interesting to see uh, see this unfold, especially with inflation, right? Because, um, like you said, so when did this house? The example that you gave us, when did this happen with the Anaheim house? was this the like last month? Ma- last month? This month? Last, or?
2: last month. So it's right before the tax increase. Yeah, yeah. So not tax been, increase, sorry, interest increase.
0: And, okay, interest. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't, I I feel like. In the next three, four years, you know, maybe it, it, it will make sense to buy houses because they'll be cheaper. I don't know. I feel like it'll, it'll take at least two, to three years more for houses to, like, get back to normality because <laughs> right I, now I they're overpriced. So, I don't
1: think yeah. they're ever going to go down. No. Especially in California. No. Even I with, try. like, a
0: recession, a possible recession. You well, yeah, uh,
1: unless if there's, like, a
2: recession. But, like, that's, like, you're just. Oh, dude. I don't think it's going to go down. So, like. I I get what, like, okay, so two things. Higher interest rate will cause prices to slightly go down. Slightly. The thing is, yeah. So yeah, sure. In a few years, it'll make more sense because it'll be maybe a hundred thousand dollars less, but even if there's a reset, this was my point when I was speaking earlier, like even if there's a recession in California, like what Jen was saying, it's sure. It seems like it can go down, but they won't because of how, just because of how California is going. Maybe in the rest of the country, not Miami, I'll tell you that anymore. But like if you go down to like Boise, Idaho or like somewhere in North Carolina, uh, it's like they're decently desirable areas right as of right now in the next five years. And during recession, the houses will for sure come down in those areas. But people are getting rich in those areas and then moving to California because it's more desirable. And so people that have money are willing to spend more money for convenience, for desirability, for status. And so it's 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 we're like in a, in a pot in California and everything's just going to increase because of that reason.
1: Yeah, I feel like California is like a special case where it's, um, you know, great weather. There's a lot of, you know, uh, benefits to living in California, obviously the tax and everything is high, but you know, California, if it I, I read somewhere, if it was a sovereign nation, it would be the fifth highest GDP in the world. 10% so, yeah. you know, it. I feel like it, California is like a special case where I I, I don't think prices are going to go down because just there's so much demand to, you know, live here, or buy property here, even just investment here. Right. So, I mean, yeah, like Matt was saying, in other states, it is a possibility. But plus, I feel like you can't really like I mean, maybe you guys have more statistical analysis or something. But I mean, it's just hard to predict a recession. I mean, like we, we don't know when that's going to happen. Like people thought it's going to happen in COVID and well, it did It's like it was a slight recession, but then it jumped back up. Right. It's like, you can't predict like a 2008 again. It's just like, it's, it's hard to predict that. I feel like
2: fair. It's, it's hard to predict, but like, my point is not when the recession is going to happen, but my point is when the recession does does happen, Yeah. Yeah. like what's going to happen, like as a result of it. Right. And so like, as a result of what's the commonality between all the recessions, the rich get richer. That's when the rich become, they, they 10 X their money. And Mm -hmm. so where do you want to 10 X your money? Do you want to 10 X it? in somewhere in montana or do you want to 10x it in the most desirable area right
0: so you're saying when there is a recession it doesn't really matter because the rich will just be able to buy up more houses and like you know That's be able to happen. do more than like yeah. okay yeah that makes sense and, I mean, and
2: interest rates housing it, it's a national thing right it's not it's not province wise and so even when, when the interest rates go down in montana they're going to go down in california and so why would somebody want to go buy property in nebraska or montana or somewhere when you can have it here and people will just pay more for it and eventually will increase because this stuff is circulating look i think like one of the solutions is to, it sucks because i i don't even feel comfortable saying this because like it's working capitalist country and i'm a capitalist myself but like minimizing foreign investment man it, it sucks but like i think it has to happen in order to you know at least cool down more Like foreign investors are coming in and just stockpiling. They're just throwing all their liquid assets in California, in New York, in Florida right now. And it's just, it's insane because it's screwing all, all of the people that are like middle class up. Like they're forced to move to Arizona. Like I've talked to multiple people and they've moved to Arizona just because it's, it's relatively close. And you know, there's some jobs like, you know, over there jobs over there. It's just a really weird situation.
0: Mm. now that it's, is interesting yeah. yeah i don't i don't see how they can block foreign investors though i mean it's it's technically what are they going to say like don't invest yeah. your money in our country
2: <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's not possible i think that's like something that would definitely like minimize uh high prices but like it's not real it's not realistic
0: um do you want to talk about streaming now or yeah it's cool so something really fascinated um uh, so what happened was, Netflix. Everybody knows Netflix. Their stock is down forty-four percent in the past month, and uh, they just released their 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 Q1, the the first quarter's earnings report. And in the in the earnings report, um, Netflix for the first time ever uh, lost two hundred thousand subscribers. Uh, just for comparison, last quarter Q4 they gained eight point three million subscribers. 8.3 million, they gained. And then this quarter, they lost 200,000 subscribers. What happened? Number one, they suspended their services in Russia. And so they lost 700,000 subscribers because of the war in Ukraine. They took a stand and they're like, we're not going to provide Netflix to Russians. And so they lost 700,000 subscribers because of that. And then um, also, do you guys know how many million households around the world don't pay for Netflix? Like they just it was the account yeah. sharing a hundred million households across the world. Yes. A hundred million oh, and 30 million of them are in the U S Canada region. And so Netflix is saying, number one, they're going to crack down on this, uh, account sharing thing that's been happening that a lot of people share their account passwords. Right. I think some of us do it as well <laughs> yes. and because we do, we do it. Cause like we can, right. I mean, and, and, and again, one thing, the, the coolest thing about, not the coolest thing, the most like weird thing about it is that Netflix actually promoted sharing passwords. There's a tweet I want to read to you guys. Uh, the Netflix official Twitter account on March 10th, 2017, they tweeted, quote, love is sharing a password. And so they were, they as a company policy really promoted password sharing because their whole strategy was, we want more eyeballs on our content. It doesn't matter if some of these guys don't pay. The more eyeballs we catch, uh, the more people would want to, you know, eventually subscribe to us and, and you know watch our content more consistently. And, and you know that strategy worked until this point because uh, there's a lot more streamers out there. There's Paramount Plus, right? There's Disney Plus. There's yep. Hulu. There's HBO Max and Netflix. Always said that they were way ahead of the game, but now they're finally saying. One of the things in their earnings report they highlighted was that they're facing an increased amount of competition from these fellow streamers. And number two was uh, the account sharing is through the roof at hundred million households. Uh, and number three, the, they're considering putting ads on some of their content. And their theory is that, look, if there are consumers out there who are willing to pay less to, 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 and the trade-off for that is that they'll just be able they'll just see ads for paying less. They're saying if 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 the consumers can just be given this choice, and there's if there's consumers out there that that would you know be fine with taking up this choice. Why not? Why not do this to make our product more monetizable? And um, they're trying to do those two things to to make uh, to make to you know monetize Netflix more. And so um, yeah, and their projection for next quarter is not looking good either. Um, there's a famous investor, Bill Ackman. I don't know if you guys know him. I hate the guy, but he, in January, uh, placed a $400 million bet on Netflix. And he like proudly announced that he, he's investing on Netflix oh, no. <laughs> two months later. He's just got liquidated all of his, uh, position in Netflix and lost $400 million. I think, I know, I think it was over a billion that he invested and he lost, he lost hundreds of millions of dollars. And he said he only invested in companies where they can, um, where they can like legitimately predict what's going to happen in the future for the company, and they can't do that for Netflix at this given time, given the Q1 earnings report. And so, uh, I thought that was really interesting. And also, CNN Plus, the 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 streaming uh, swing of CNN shut down completely. They spent three hundred million dollars. I think they spent half a billion dollars advertising for CNN Plus all around the United States. What is and
1: CNN Plus? <laughs> I was in New
0: York, bro. So I was seeing like ads of CNN plus all over uh, at the subway at Times Square. It was all over. And um, so only 10,000 or 20,000 people signed up and it was a colossal disaster. disaster. They shut the whole service down. They fired everyone who was a part of CNN plus and it's no more. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys it. know, but they, they, there was a recent big merger between Warner Media and Discovery. And so, um, you know, it's interesting to see um how that'll unfold later on i find
1: it hysterical that some guy who's smoking dmt and eating elk meat is averaging more viewers than companies that are spending like 300 million dollars on streaming uh, services and stuff like that it's insane um but in terms of netflix i mean yeah i mean it's just i feel like uh, the sharing is a big deal i don't know how they're going to crack down on that i feel like a lot of customers are not going to like that like, they're gonna have to pay for their own account um but also, the competition is pretty fierce um, in terms of, like, it feels like, you know, I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus shows. You know, I've been watching HBO shows. So, I haven't really been on Netflix that much, to be honest. Uh, there's, like, other shows I'm I'm watching just personally. And I feel like that's the same for a lot of people, right? Where it's just, like, there's, there's more options for people. So, people are going to exercise that.
2: Well, my thing is, like... <clears throat> First off, like, you pay more for more screens, right? And so, like, account sharing, it's not really account sharing. You're just adding another screen to it. And Netflix is aware. It's, like, it, it's documented how many screens you have on there. And so it, that's that's very weird, first off. Another thing is, like, it's really annoying. Like, the reason we don't have – we're not, like, cable's dead, right, is because of ads, right? If there's commercials. People don't like commercials. People want, like, the instant gratification of just watching it now and like that was netflix's appeal like they started this and um oh, maybe they didn't start it but they definitely like grew and they capitalize on that idea and they're like folding under under pressure that's what's extremely annoying like it seems like all these companies they fold under pressure when the dollar comes about when like when the dollar comes about it's it's like oh I, what do we got to do like uh let's take away like our like core value like that was one of their core values right to give us like something that we pay for and we don't receive the ads and like so wait ahead?
1: correct correct me if i'm wrong but i believe that's like they, they want to add a different subscription so like if you pay 15 bucks you're still going to get the like account with no ad but if you pay like five bucks you'll so, get account with ads but have like uh it, you know a uh, different experience okay. i guess in, so in I my think opinion. That's, Mm-hmm. That's go, ahead, like, go ahead. Finish That's correct. That's correct. Right. Ibrahim, I just wanted to. So look,
0: initially I had Matt's reaction, but when I actually read the point of view of one of the co-CEOs of Netflix, they have two co-CEOs. He was making the point where let the consumer decide for himself or herself. So I think, so you're right, Jenish. So what's going to happen is they're going to give a cheaper plan. It'll be like, I don't know how, let's say four or $5. And then there'll be ads throughout. And again, this is this is not a solidified thing. They're considering doing this. They're still like, you know, uh, debating over it internally. So we don't know if it's actually going to happen, but they're very much considering. And I think eventually they'll have to do it because every other streaming service does this. Right. I, I'm not sure if there's any other streaming service that doesn't have ads.
1: Disney
2: Plus doesn't no. have ads.
0: Disney yeah. Plus doesn't have ads. Really? No.
2: HBO Max doesn't have HBO ads. HBO Max doesn't have ads. Oh, oh, who has ads. Sorry. I'm, Hulu I'm okay. ads. Yeah, just Hulu. Yeah. Just Amazon Hulu. Prime doesn't have ads i think all
0: of them amazon prime does have ads yeah I'm pretty i sure. it, does. it says yeah, it like does, sponsored it but it's, it's not like bondage. in the show like, yeah so it, they have some sort of advertisement i so, think eventually so, all of them will
2: i think so, they just advertise their own movies which isn't yeah, so, really an ad so matt like uh, go ahead, yeah. so no. certain
1: times mm-hmm. it's like um things that like show up it's not necessarily an ad like oh you're going to be watching the movie and there's going to be mm-hmm. an ad in the middle it's more like uh, in the beginning, you're on the home screen, you're on the home screen, and there's like mm-hmm. an ad, like, oh, sponsored uh, TV show. What well, check this out? That's an ad, for example,
0: And Amazon on you know, but Prime, it's their yeah. own
1: TV show. No, it can, well, in I guess Usually in Netflix's case, is. it could be anything, right? Yeah, it could, yeah, it could be their own show. Or, so it, it's I,
2: just like they're just sponsoring their own stuff just so you see that instead of another product. No, but
1: I think where Netflix is heading is like companies that you know maybe make a new show are going to pay Netflix and to show their show to people, so they'll watch that, you know. So,
0: and i don't think, think cable really cable cable is dying because of the ads part i think it's because of the internet mainly because like we want to be able to see stuff portably like on, on our phones on our laptops and stuff and, and like no, i think um i don't
2: think that's why i think, I think, well, think that's one of the reasons
0: that's no the primary i think reason.
2: I, I,
1: I think, think the pro- to me i think the primary reason is we don't want to wait for a certain t- time to watch a show like we could yeah that as well exactly on
0: demand you can exactly. watch stuff on streaming on demand yeah i exactly. think that's the main reason in my opinion. one of the reasons yeah, yeah i man, agree I,
2: I don't know maybe it's just there's multiple re- there obviously is multiple reasons right i i don't like ads like extremely <laughs> like, bothers the crap out. Of you
0: won't like have it. to watch any ads yeah. on netflix because you'll just pay a little bit more Not,
2: yeah, I but I, now, now i don't even want to like pay for it like i don't even want them anymore
0: you don't want you don't want to watch netflix
2: anymore I'm just, it's, 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 it's really annoying, dude. I don't know. This whole concept is like really annoying. Dude, I, it I makes read this sense, dude. Because you want to give yeah, the, consumer, economical the consumer. sense the of decide, decide sense. for themselves.
0: Instead of the company deciding to not have any ads, in my opinion, let the consumer decide which plan they want to pick. If they're willing, if they want to pay, if they don't want to pay that much for Netflix, just pick the ads version. If, if they're fine. I feel like a lot of people Bro, are fine. Netflix is already
2: increasing ads. prices.
0: Every company, everybody's increasing prices, dude. Who's bro? Not? Everybody's okay. increasing. You got to read this article, inflation. man.
2: I, I read this long article on Arizona iced tea. And um, I, I, dude, okay. You know, Arizona Ice tea, obviously, yeah, right? So drink, they own right? Brisk. They own a few other companies, um, but specifically Arizona Ice tea. They have never increased. They have <laughs> never increased. So since the seventies, bro, they've continued to keep it policy. It is not stupid at all. <laughs> Why not? It's not stupid at all, bro. It, that's business ethics, man. Every company in the States has no business ethics. Like they continue to devalue their core values and demoralize themselves. And this company, like this guy, he's out of New York. Um, and he created this thing called Arizona IST, right. In, in like in the seventies and he, his whole thing is I'm going to take the profit loss just so people don't like everybody's like, everything's getting marked up, eggs are getting marked up. Gas is getting marked up. TV prices are getting marked up. Why should I continue? Why should I go ahead and make their lives more difficult? Like in his head, he's like, I'd rather take a slight profit loss for everybody else's convenience. And sometimes it's like, it's a necessary thing. Like it may not seem a lot. It's only a dollar and sure, maybe increase it to $2. It's not going to affect us, but it's like the thought behind it. It's like, that's like a generous person. Like that's somebody that it like should continue to be successful. I'd rather support that guy than go and support like Coca-Cola that continues to increase their prices. And I'm trying I to relay think- this because one's a product, one's a service, right? And so maybe it's a little different, but th- the whole thought process is still there. I think that's
1: an anomaly, to be honest. I don't it is an I-
2: anomaly, but I just don't—I don't agree with with how everything is. I, I don't feel like it's always been this way. I think like things are are extremely money, like greedy wise. Like everybody's just greedy,
0: and it's you fun. know what I bet you though this company that you said Arizona Ice mm-hmm. Tea. Dude, a company has to pay the salaries of their workers, right? They have to. They have so many yeah. more expenses. So it's just the workers that take the burn on the cost. Then if the company, it just makes sense with inflation, right? Our salaries go up with inflation. Technically, mm-hmm. a corporate salary usually goes up keeping up with inflation companies can increase prices as long as they keep up with inflation in my opinion if you're not even keeping up with inflation if you're doing it beyond inflation just doing you know making some like pharmaceutical companies like overcharging customers for basic medicine that's unethical but if you're merely just trying to keep up with inflation so that you can you know account for all your expenses i think that just makes sense how does that not make any sense though
1: I think it my makes sense it does, because it'll just pay okay, the workers listen, less money. Listen, the the listen, workers listen. will be the one who get who
0: get screwed this, over. This is my oh, point. That's of view. not true either. This is,
1: this is my point of view. I I think it makes sense because Netflix core value is to give a good experience to the users. You know, like able to watch a movie. It's not about having a cheap price or or you know uh, them. Oh, we're just gonna. St- they never said oh we're gonna stick with seven dollars. Like Arizona is like oh we're gonna make a dollar no, or whatever. Yeah. Right, so as long as they keep providing me that good val- uh, good value, like they have good shows, I can watch them, and you know nothing's laggy or anything, I'm fine with it. that That's just my opinion, okay if they increase Fair, the price, man. Like okay like whatever $2.
2: everybody has their own opinion and whatever right? <clears throat> my whole thing is like, okay. Sure. Maybe it's not their mission statement to not have any ads, right? Like maybe it's not their mission statement or their vision statement. But like, I think one of the primary reasons it got so big is because it was one of the first services without any commercials, without any advertisements. Right. And so like, that's my whole thing. And this whole Arizona thing, by the way, he, he, so sure. It seems like the workers will take the burn on it, but he genuinely, their net profit decreases every single year because of this. Like he's a fat and happy cat, right? His whole thing is I'm fat and happy. Why should I go ahead and become more fat and happy? I should lessen the burden on the people, on my, all my customers. Like they're the reason I'm fat, fat and happy right now. And so I'm going to go ahead and take, you know, a little bit of a hit. It's not going to really affect me. And like, can I ask you a this, question? This is my dilemma, bro. Has this guy's salary remained the same every year or does he? That I haven't <laughs> done like, research on. Huh? I, no, no, bro. If his net profit's losing,
0: he, he's losing. So he's losing money like he, he so he you're saying this guy is taking a stand. He's like, you know what? I don't want to increase the prices because I'm not that greedy. That's his whole thing. Like, I don't want to charge people yeah. more. I
2: can send you the article if you'd like to read it.
0: I, I'm really interested because I feel like the workers are the ones who are getting screwed over. If they're <laughs> not like since the 70s. You said they haven't changed yeah. the prices since the 70s. No, it's always so like how one dollar. The charge? workers
1: are getting paid the same
2: one dollar per can. So the
1: workers oh, are getting
2: the paid to the 70s. No, no, no. The- price of the product has been the same so So i guess it was really expensive when it first launched in the 70s is the one i guess so (laughs) i mean well most products are because you don't have that like globalization that we have now especially back then and so most products were more expensive in the beginning like you had to you know give a premium price for a product because you didn't have the like availability but regardless i don't want to get into that that whole (laughs) (laughs) the whole business like the operational aspect of it but uh, my whole thing is like Yeah, sure. Inflation increases, but who's also the cause of inflation? Like they're part of the cause of inflation. It's not, it's not just like the government, like they're part of it. How so? Because if they increase right their product, people now have to pay more. If people have to pay more, they have to get paid more. And so this is it's like a never-ending cycle. That that's like literally how that's just the
0: way our economy works. I mean, everybody has to. I mean, the, the inflation like is increasing before, because of monetary decisions. It's taken always by been like Fed. that.
1: There's always been inflation. What do you mean it wasn't like that?
0: Bro, That's... to this extent? Are you well, kidding yeah, me right it, now?
1: It's getting oh, more, no but... way. That is not true. Inflation that we're
0: seeing today, um, it, it's, we haven't seen it since the 80s, but we've seen worse inflation during the Jimmy Carter days. We've seen inflation worse than this
1: yeah this, okay Matt, i guess percent matt's wise becoming, man matt's becoming a boomer he's like oh what are you back saying it, back, in the, back in the day it wasn't as bad no Nowadays,
0: bro are so you bad. kidding me <laughs> man dude look oh my god one second so you're uh-huh. trying to say man you're trying to yeah, say yeah. that there's a lot of corporate greed out there these days companies are trying to they're sacrificing their core ethical beliefs if they can make more money more revenue right that's what you're saying so and yeah, i can that's a fact I can agree with that. Of course, of course, there's there's corporate greed out there. Right. I mean, there's crony capitalism. Our country works on crony capitalism. I agree. I agree. But Netflix increasing their prices to keep up with inflation, I don't think is an example. Like if they want to be, if they want to make their public company, like if people who are invested in Netflix, the shareholders, they are responsible for them. And so it'd be doing a disservice as a publicly traded company to not make the right business decision. Because at the end of the day, it's all about money for these companies. Like that is the whole business structure, whatever. Arizona
2: IST is public.
0: Is it? Arizona IST? And they, I mean like a dollar is still like not that, cheap or expensive a dollar is still a dollar like i mean i feel like um it's not it's not like it's 40 cents or 30 cents there are they gonna like
2: you know what i mean like it's well, not super it, cheap. sorry so maybe we're maybe i'm confusing things here but the price of it's not my point like my point is they're they're sacrificing so you're saying the, the ads thing was a core thing and now they're like get, get look like okay like the the physical like dollar more two dollars more like sure that's there but it's like the act of increasing it that's what yeah. I'm having a problem. I don't care about the two dollars more. Like that's not going to affect me. My point is like these businesses do it for themselves. Does that make is, is this is this under like it, it, they do it for the? <laughs> I okay. Let's uh, you know what
0: I I, I actually, <laughs> okay. like you know, they do I, it I, I because they have no choice. What do you mean <laughs> they do
2: have a choice? They, they absolutely have a, have a choice, choice. Bro, are, None of
0: us okay, do, oh would you God. like your salary to be increased? I would like to be increased, keeping up with of inflation. Of course, as so you're saying i actually don't understand your point it's fine like i it's fine Legit- no, no, no no bro
2: okay
1: <laughs> no i i don't understand it either because if i had a business i would increase it too you can call me a capitalist you can call me whatever i if i own netflix if I'm i was a capitalist CEO. that's fine okay. it's fine
2: yeah. mm-hmm. okay maybe i'm misconstruing my point and it's not making sense my whole thing is like this whole inflation thing bro it's just it, it really like It bugs the crap out of me because it it shouldn't be as fast as it's increasing. And I I do believe that a lot of these companies, look, bro, I own a business, man. I own like I own a business. And like, of course, I want to get paid more. My net profit, the goal is to be higher. Right. But the way I do is I'm not going to increase the client's. Okay. Yeah. Let me use use this example. So I'm completely like my whole goal is to make more money every single year. Right. By owning this business And, and it's to increase my business size. But how am I going to do so? Of course, I want to charge clients more money than I'm charging right now. But my other thing is, why wouldn't I go ahead and, and delete material costs, right? So that's what I do. I go ahead and I look for how where can I buy products for lower costs so I can go ahead and do that for the client. So that's what I do to increase my net profit. It's not decreasing my men's labor. Like recently, like I've had to have my guys work longer hours just because we're like down on time and like it sucks, but that's just the way it has to work. So sometimes shit happens. Right. But my whole thing is that's not my goal. My goal is to delete material costs, see where like labor needs to be allocated. And that's how I make more money. It's not by saying, hey, like I, I believe my service is worth 20,000 instead of 15,000. So I'm going to charge you that and like and try to burn you in the end. Like I'm not trying to do that.
0: That's a completely different point in my opinion because what you're saying Why? is you're not just increasing your 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 the cost of your labor just mm. to make more money. Netflix is not trying to make more money. They're just simply trying not to lose money adjusted for inflation. They're
2: absolutely cost. trying to make more money.
0: No, no, no. no. It, it, yes, bro. The, the the stuff that these companies are doing to raise some prices are is I, Maybe they're trying to make a little, I don't know, but it seems to me that a company, if they're increasing prices, they have to keep up with inflation. And so it just makes sense that they are increasing prices.
2: I, I, like, I disagree, bro. They'll lose money if they're still dead. charging.
0: If gas is like, let's say $7 a gallon, right? And Netflix is charging like $2 for subscriptions. Like, they don't, yeah. like or 5 bucks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. As a hypothetical, they're losing money. They refuse to change their prices. If gas becomes $15 20 years down the line and Netflix is still $2 and they're saying, oh, we're taking a stand. We're not increasing prices.
2: They're losing money. So they're doing a disservice to their workers. To their- The whole thing is all... Bro, if all these companies had a consensus, like... We're not going to do this, that means labor wouldn't increase. But how would they have prices a Prices would increase it's, it's, it's
0: capitalism, so they
2: have to. I compete. understand it, just pisses so, me off. I get it, so, maybe yeah, it's that's not, not, not realistic. Brother. That's
0: not, like, if they all have a consensus, the prices are dictated <laughs> by the government. The government owns, like, what are you saying that
2: was my whole thing. Like, they can't, it's it's business. I know, man. It just pisses me off, bro. I'm, I may, I'm not being realistic. Yeah, I, I admit it. I maybe know, I'm not, that's why I was just... having
0: trouble understanding. Okay, fine. I think, okay, my last thing I want to say on the screen <laughs> thing I think Netflix has to make an important decision because they're spending, uh, I think they spent 13 billion dollars last year on original content and there's sort of an argument that maybe just licensing licensing past content is maybe better than original content because in some areas of the world, um, you know stuff that's already been made and when it gets put on Netflix, it, it makes a top 10 list. But but I feel like original content is the answer. The more original, like, I think that's the reason why Netflix has gotten big. But they're just still thinking if whether or not they should still be spending as much money on original content. And again, should they be making movies like The Red Notice, you know, with The Rock and Ryan Reynolds paying them millions of dollars? I think they took home like 30, 40 million dollars per actor. Like, should they be making movies or should they be make should they be making big budget movies with big stars or should they be making more indie movies or like, you know, they can make, they can literally make like 10, um, they can make so many more movies by not paying these big actor salaries. Right. And so that's, make, thing that, like, I agree with you. So I don't know if squid that's game the too. right way. What's that?
1: They need to make squid game too.
0: They, they, I think they are. I think that's yeah. already in development. Yeah. I started watching squid games, by the way. I, uh, you, uh, wait, you, like didn't,
1: you never watched it.
0: I never it's watched weird. it. I watched it in one of my film classes. It was television script analysis class. Oh, and uh, it so was so good. I like yeah that. i watched the i watched but don't the watch it in
1: english it's huh? so bad don't watch it in english
0: i'm watching with subtitles yeah like
1: okay yeah, yeah. watch it in japanese like when they say japanese but like subtitles
0: i thought it was korean
1: or korean sorry not yeah japanese, what am i saying yeah korean
0: um yeah yeah, well, yeah it's, it's pretty good have you see, have you seen squid games matt
2: yeah the whole thing
0: the whole thing did you like it yeah. don't tell me anything about that happens. no matt. i'm
2: not gonna tell you anything i thought it was a mediocre show i thought it was, it was really interesting and it was an original concept But I think, like, everything else was, like, I don't think it was so crazy, like, how everybody makes it seem. That's my opinion, though. I thought it was, like, an 8 out of ten. Eight out of 10? Okay, so... Okay, if I gave it... I'd I'd probably say, like, a six and a half, seven. So, not, like, terrible. It's not terrible at all. But I I don't think it's, like... Like, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, that's, like, Game of Thrones level. So, that's how I'm comparing.
1: Game of Thrones, till uh, till the last season... The last season, yeah, exactly. And then the last season is after, it's, like, a
2: 7. So, bro, you're you're marking Squid Games down one point less than Game of Thrones?
1: I mean, it's completely different categories, but
2: yeah, I think so. Wow, I think it's that's interesting, bro. But like, it's,
1: it's only the first season. Like, I can't, because Game of Thrones took a huge hit after the last, se- last two seasons. Okay, if
2: you compare first seasons.
1: Oh, first, Game of Thrones is a 10 for the first four seasons. First four seasons, Game of Thrones is yeah. a 10.
2: But I my think. thing is, like, you you would mark Squid Games on, like, almost that scale. Like, almost there.
1: I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe I'll make it 7.5 or something. You right? <laughs> guys like
2: making me like. Curious. Well, that's my thing, bro. It's like you got to compare it like that level. I don't know, bro. Like eight out of 10. Like how you say, I think that's like Breaking Bad. What? No, Breaking yeah. Bad is a 10 out of 10. No, I don't think 10 out of 10. I think it's like eight or nine.
0: I've only eight seen the nine. pilot for Breaking Bad. So what? I'll, I'll, that's yeah, insane. First episode. Yeah.
2: Breaking Bad like, is anyway, one of the buddy.
1: greatest of all time. Yeah, book. it's pretty good.
0: I like the show. So what do you guys think is the future of streaming? Do you think that Netflix, do you think Netflix has reached its peak? Cause a lot of people on wall street are saying um, that Netflix has peaked um, COVID kind of accelerated their growth and that they can only go so far and they're not really going to continue to grow at the rate that they have been in the past. Do you agree with that assessment?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah um, I, I think like, it's just, now there's so many more like just as like you're saying there's so many more streaming services out there just supply is so high right and so what happens people just diversify and like you just want to see more um, and so now there's more options and eventually maybe somebody will pick up like the better option
1: I think if they start making like some insane original content then that's like the only <laughs> way because right now yeah. I, I would, I'm watching like you know other shows on other services which are just better in my opinion uh, yeah, then what Netflix has to offer. Um Netflix
2: makes really good, what's it called though? Comparable to HBO, um like Docu series. Like their Docu series yeah. are really good quality. I will say that. Yeah. I think whoever makes the best
0: original content will win wins. the streaming war. Like yeah, if it's HBO so. Max, Amazon Prime, whoever you know. True. It needs to be top level, top notch, and they should just focus on that. And
2: I think so you think quality or quantity wise. I think quality, it's quality. 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 quality? Yeah. Uh, like I think one show- HBO uh uh-huh.
1: I was just going to say, like, Squid Game brought in so many Netflix subscribers, just that one show. Mm, That's like quality, right? Like, who cares if you have 10 shows that are mediocre?
2: True. But like HBO. So, for example, I think HBO has like, like I've said this before, I think they have just top tier quality in general. Um, But I I don't think they're at the level of Netflix. Netflix is still a leader
0: in terms of streaming. They're still like, yeah, they're still number one. I think Netflix, the whole point in the beginning was to acquire a library, right? So they started Mm -hmm. like getting licensing rights to a lot of old movies. They're at a certain point in time, in my opinion, where they have enough content where they should really start to just focus on the quality and stop making, I mean, you know, these big stars, they do get, they have fan bases and they do get, you know, audiences. But I feel like, did you guys see Red Notice? I didn't, a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, I don't know. Didn't get, it was, bro. Reviews. It was
2: the rock. It was like The Rock, bro. And yeah, like, it's Ryan like Reynolds, they sell, like, but
0: you can't really keep yeah. that as a consistently. Like, like Jennifer said, it's like, you know, Squid Games was really, really good. People from all over the world were watching. And yeah, I yeah. think what Netflix should focus on is more foreign, um more like foreign markets content. Because India, you know, what interesting they did in India, I was reading, is that. So they cut prices in India, actually. So going back to your point, they they so their whole strategy in the beginning in India was to appeal to the rich people in India. Basically, it was nine dollars a month in India, which is expensive, right? Jenish, nine dollars a month. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, in that's a lot of money. So they were trying to make more like English Hindi content that they would be like more English based, and obviously upper middle upper middle class uh, yeah. demographics there speak English very frequently, and so. Now it's two dollars. They cut from eight dollars. The cheapest plan is two dollars. And they are trying to get more foreign content going because India has a billion people. America only has so many people. Right. And I think the more foreign like Squid Games has international appeal. You watched it. We all watch Squid Games. And I feel like they should make more foreign based content that's appealing. And they should really, really, really focus on the quality of that. Because that's the future as the world becomes more and more globalized. And I think whoever wins the foreign content market will win the streaming game, in my opinion, at least. And India is definitely big. Korea, China. I mean, I don't know about China. I agree with you. But yeah, whoever wins that, you know, that segment of the content game will probably win.
2: True. I agree. I I think that's a good note to end. Uh, Real quick. I just want to make a note. The whole like capitalist thing that we're talking about earlier if you watch the other podcasts, I sound extremely contradictory to what I'm saying now. Uh, I'm just it's just a point that I'm just cancel annoyed about. him. He's a socialist. So, sorry, guys, <laughs> I'm not a socialist at all. I'm, I'm beyond capitalist. I'm just there's one thing like I just get annoyed about, and it's like stupid tangent, but okay. And it's the most socialist thing. <laughs> not, not I know. The most, I that's know. the most. That's the most uh, liberal I've heard, Matt. Bro, uh, it's not uh, <laughs> even liberal, man. It's like or, I mean, I just don't like inflation. I don't like it. I don't like it. And so like it's just annoying to me, bro. It's just extremely annoying because it doesn't they don't like, like inflation. Makes, I mean, it's just part of it. nobody yeah. likes it. Right. It just yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. To, I don't want to get into this again. I don't want to get into it again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you guys next week. All right, guys.